Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Tuesday, December 5th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Tuesday NHL card. Great slate coming up tonight for this uh, Tuesday. Eight games on tap. Maybe not as many games as uh, normal, but we've got some interesting matchups for sure. And looking forward to getting into the Tuesday analysis uh, as usual. Alex, I'll let you uh, lead off with this because you were excited about it and said big news. I'm like, I'm all ears. What big news have you got? And it's yeah, we got some... one of the sports books that you bet at the most. That's finally um, getting to the way they should have been all along. Yeah. Uh, shout out to one shout out to my mom. Definitely got to give her credit because she gave me a great life lesson as a kid that always asked worst thing anyone could say is no. Uh, so whenever, you know, something you want to look for, ask around to see if you can find it and bet online delivered after months of not being able to find the next goal uh, prop live betting and both teams to score. Both of those things will be added tomorrow. I was uh, messaged by uh, shout out to Adam Burns and Dave Mason. Both of them at Bet Online messaged me and said that those props will be available at Bet Online starting tomorrow and throughout the rest of the year for the NHL. So that's humongous, especially for the betcast we got coming up next week. Now we'll be able to bet some of these next gold score props that some of you have been remembering from uh, some of the betcasts and seasons before. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's great news. Bet online, bet online. A lot of people I know uh, that you rely on that book, use it as one of their primary uh, sports book options. So the fact that they're getting uh, back those primary uh, significant live uh, betting um, derivative markets again, that's what that's they, they should have it. Uh, and it's exactly great. And it's great to see them getting those uh, offerings back again for those people that are going to be betting live, which will be including, as Alex mentioned, next uh, Tuesday, uh, our live uh, bet cast. Uh, we'd want to mention that one more time before we get into the recap of Monday night and the Tuesday games. Tuesday, December the 12th. So it's basically a week from tonight uh, is our next uh, live uh, bet cast. There it is on the screen right there. Uh, make sure you join us again. DM either Alex or I or email and we will send you the StreamYard link for the BetCast. Uh, this is our main BetCast for the month of December. So it's next Tuesday, December the 12th. Obviously, we're having it earlier in the month because of the fact we don't want to screw around with the Christmas holiday season. Everyone's busy, family shit, stuff like that going on. So uh, that's why uh, we aren't waiting around. Uh, we're going to have it on Tuesday, December the 12th, 7 p.m. Eastern, a week from tonight. Uh, our next Ice Guys Love live betcast for the month of December. All right, quickly on last night, because we want to get into uh, Tuesday's games, but just uh, briefly on the uh, card last night, credit to the Philadelphia Flyers. Two wins in a row for them over the Pittsburgh Penguins, two to one in overtime. We cashed the draw uh, in that. Two draw bets, in fact, for me, cashed in uh, last night uh, in NHL action. This was one of them, the Penguins and the Flyers going to overtime. Flyers getting the job done. Um, and right now, I'm going to say it. This is an absolute joke and travesty what's happening to the Penguins offense. That was not supposed to be something we were concerned about, supposed to be concerned about with Pittsburgh coming into this season. We thought their uh, strength was going to be scoring goals. We thought their strength was going to be lighting it up on the power play. And they have just not done enough of that consistently lately. This power play being 30th in the NHL right now is an is absolute disgrace considering the personnel that this team has on it. 
that that power play is not any better. You go out getting Eric Carlson in the offseason in a trade with San Jose, and you don't have a better stinking power play than that, 30th uh, in the NHL. Uh, absolutely abysmal stuff. Um, and look, um, without the offense, this is not a team that's going to win hockey games because they're not going to consistently be able to defend every night. You don't know always what you're going to get from uh, the goaltending of Jari, Nadelkovic, or whoever else they put in net, Helberg, whoever it is. So the fact that their offense is drying up, it's bad news uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they lose back-to-back to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, last night. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, awful, uh, the P- Pittsburgh power play. Pittsburgh was supposed to be fine with the – power play this year with what they have and it just hasn't been the case for them uh we saw winnipeg with a nice two to one win against carolina wow um and uh, credit to the uh laurent brossois for a 42 save performance uh, in that victory last night for the uh, winnipeg jets they got timely scoring again the goaltending was exceptional from brossois who gave uh, connor hellebuck a rare night off last night uh and carolina just couldn't convert uh, you know, they played a pretty tight defensive game as well, which I figured they would uh, be looking to do with anti Ronta in net uh, coming off the eight goals on f- uh, 14 shots that he allowed against Tampa Bay in his last start. But not enough. They couldn't dent the Winnipeg net and the uh, Jets get a nice two to one victory there. Uh, Montreal continues the tailspin uh, for the Seattle Kraken four uh, two for the uh, Canadians uh, in that one. We get a push with the uh, best bet on the show for me with the uh, Kraken and the Canadians over six. Um, but yeah, Seattle's just in a really bad way right now. Uh, can't get out of their own way. Not, well, not getting enough timely scoring power play has been kind of up and down for them. And more importantly, their defensive game has completely gone in the tank. I mean, uh, they are not keeping the puck out of their own net. Their penalty kill hasn't been good. Uh, Grubauer is back to struggling a little bit in between the pipes for them. So it's been just a rough, rough stretch for the Seattle Kraken and they need to turn things around. Will they? Uh, is the big question. How about the Blues? St. Louis, a two-to-one win in overtime against Vegas last night. There's another draw. Uh, I did sprinkle on that. Not a big bet, that one, um, but I did sprinkle a little bit on the draw uh, in that Blues-Golden Knights game, and that's what Vegas can do sometimes. They sometimes can get lulled to sleep uh, at times, and you know I think that game kind of did that uh, by the uh, Blues last night. It was a uh, certainly a better performance in net from uh, Bennington, who's been up and down uh, lately. If you look at Vegas, though, last night, uh, just not one of their better performances uh, overall, uh, in fact. So, yes, Bennington was good, but, you know, you could tell that the execution, you know, was one of those nights where you can tell when a team is disjointed, not at the, bringing their A game, when the passes, the tape-to-tape passes just aren't clicking. And I think we saw that for most of the game last night. Just the offensive uh, execution, movement of the puck was just not all that crisp, not all that sharp. From Vegas last night, they lose 2-1 uh, in overtime to uh, St. Louis. Uh, how about those Arizona Coyotes? Uh, six to nothing uh, beat down on the Washington Capitals. And everybody obviously aware now that five-game win streak, all of them coming against the most recent five defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, very impressive run put together. And it's a combination of everything. They're getting the goals. They're getting the offense. Michael Carcone is one of the best goal props known to man right now. Uh, it just keeps on cashing. The guy's got 12 goals now uh, on the season for the Arizona Coyotes. And what's crazy is he hasn't even been on their top six forward group. They've had him on the third line all season long, and he has 12 goals for this Arizona team. He's been uh, awesome, plus 470, cashing in with his goal prop last night. Um, uh, I was that close to making Carcone, uh bargain bin special of the night 
last night over Cartier. And unfortunately, I went with Cartier and he didn't score. And Seattle only scored two as a team. But uh, nevertheless, Carcone was a really good look. Um, and he gets the uh, finds the back of the net. Clayton Keller, with I believe, four points last night. All of them assists. He was really good. Um, Logan Cooley, uh, the first round pick steps up, gets them on the board and the first goal of the night last night. So, uh, absolutely terrific. They're rolling right now, feeling it, playing well at that little bandbox building, uh, mullet arena, uh, absolutely terrific stuff for the, uh, Arizona coyotes and Connor Ingram, the number one star, uh, last week in the NHL star of the week, number one star of the week. You know, sometimes when you have that uh, award, that moniker, that distinction, sometimes, uh, the, when you just get that recognition you sometimes shit the bed and you don't play well that first game that was not the case he was just as sharp as he's and dialed in as he's been uh in his recent starts getting that shutout for the uh arizona coyotes but we did mention washington you know that was a tough spot end of a road trip who the hell knows what they were doing between the vegas to arizona flight and you know parties can go on and eddie lack has talked to me about this in the past someone that's residing in arizona he, he there it's amazing how many team party functions and team party events these teams plan and prepare for when they're going to Arizona and in between that Vegas to Arizona commute when they're on that road trip so maybe Washington had a little fun too uh, in between the Golden Knights and the uh, Coyotes game because it certainly certainly looked like it the way they got ambushed uh, in that first period last night uh, by the uh, Arizona Coyotes and I want to wrap up with the Tampa game I'll give them credit uh, bounce back just when you think hey is Tampa Bay falling apart. They've still got those nights where they can reel it in, play a good game. You know, everybody was on board. The big guns were good. The defensive focus was much better, as good as it's been. And Andre Vasilevsky with a bounce back as well. 25 save shutout in a 4 nothing win. Uh, and uh, such a great win, by the way, Tampa Bay Lightning last night, that I don't know if it was Vasilevsky or if it was one of the reporters that was asking him questions in the post game, a celebratory fart and a celebratory display of flatulence apparently uh, occurred uh, in the uh, post game last night uh, with the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Lightning uh, in uh, Andre Vasilevsky's <laughs> and Andre Vasilevsky's uh, post game uh, press conference. So we'll just bring up the uh, clip here uh, right now for everyone. Now again, this is going to be something you'll be able to see if you're watching on YouTube and hear it on the uh, podcast. But this is Andre Vasilevsky's. A post-game press conference last night. Here it is. In the last 48 hours from the end of the game on Saturday to the start of this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't great feeling uh, last game, but um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's my turn. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just, um, sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just, uh, there it is. So basically, uh, there you go. Uh, someone just couldn't, uh, couldn't contain themselves, uh, couldn't hold it in right there. Um, now the question is, was that Vassy ripping sheds there? Uh, or was that one of the uh, reporters asking the questions there uh, of Andre Vasilevsky? That's the uh, question. You know, it's funny because he was talking about um, he was talking about how bad he was in the, the game in Dallas Saturday night. You know, it wasn't very good. And that's the moment the fart happened. So it's almost like, yeah, uh, that fart stunk just as much as Vasi's performance on Saturday uh, in Dallas in that eight to one uh, beatdown. So I think the timing of it, uh, it was just perfect. But uh, funny shit there with uh, 
Bassey in the yeah. uh, post game last night. Alex, thoughts on last night? Yeah, I mean, I'll just quickly start with that game. And obviously, goalies, you know, what they all go through with playing 60 minutes straight, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, bodily just everything that kind of releases when they get in the locker room. But uh, that's pretty funny and, and a great win for him. We called him out yesterday and he stepped up and delivered. Uh, just like he has done in many times off of a loss, we saw vintage Vasilevsky, and and that's a good sign. It's a great sign for the Lightning uh, team and their fans, certainly, because they will need him to play like that pretty much over half of the season if they want to really get a, a make a, another run toward the playoffs this year. So that's a big win for them. Another kind of tough uh, ho-hum loss for Dallas. This has been a real schizophrenic team so far. We've seen them with some fantastic performances, and then we've seen them with some clunkers back and forth, back and forth. So that's something to keep an eye on. It's probably a team to stay away from betting-wise as far as sides go for about another week or so. Uh, and it's a team, I, you know, as much as I like them, as much as I like Jake Ottinger, they just aren't at their best form consistently right now. Now, the Arizona Coyotes, I'm rocking the old Yotes uh, alternate today because that was a huge win. It's the only win I had, unfortunately. Everything else that I had – uh, completely shit the bed like Vasilevsky. But uh, this is definitely a huge win for Arizona. And maybe we have to start looking at – we talked about the Vegas flu at the beginning of the Golden Knights run, but maybe this is the Tempe hangover because, like you're mentioning, people and you know teams that have their parties and functions, they're not doing it in Vegas where there's a million people and all these cameras and you never know where you, know, you do something stupid and it gets on TMZ. In Arizona, there's not that much exposure – Tons of nightclubs, tons of bars, tons of golf courses. And they may party a little bit more in Arizona than Vegas. And then we see the sluggish efforts. Think about uh, the Hawks going back with their rookie party. We saw uh, that effort. It was a bad effort in Arizona. They actually ended up winning in overtime in Vegas. So uh, that's something to keep a note on as far as that location. And, and looking at Connor Ingram and the Yotes, we got it back, Connor Ingram. Now, he's, he's, he went from being a fade in Nashville two and a half years ago to now a goaltender that we're backing every time we're seeing start. So that's an incredible uh, incredible story that he's been so far. Certainly looking like he could possibly be one of those all-star uh, picks in another month or so for the Pacific Division. Uh, and other games to look at. Seattle and Montreal, I didn't get to watch too much of that, but another, you know, just, just – you know, embarrassing performance by my opinion in Seattle. This is a team that should be playing way better hockey and for some reason just can't get it together. And maybe we talk about player regression all the time. Maybe we're seeing coaching regression. We saw open offense from Dave Hackstall last year. That's something that we hadn't seen from him in his coaching style. We thought maybe he's adapting and, and, and you know, evolving to the modern style. It seems like now there's not really consistency on either end, offense or defense. And, and, and they're doing the shift like a like an Islanders team. Whenever they have this great defensive effort, the offense suffers. Whenever they put forth a bunch of offense, then they lose seven to six. So they got to find some consistency, and maybe it's not just all with the players. Maybe the coaching's got to change some things as well. Sounds like Mike Yo. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, Mike Yo. Uh, absolutely. Okay. He had those issues when he coached. Yeah, we try to focus on defense, and we're losing two to one. Uh, and then we try to focus on offense and we're losing six to five and we're still losing. We're losing either way. Uh, we can't figure out the nice, healthy balance, offense and defense. And you're right. There's a little bit of that right now uh, with the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're having a tough time. And there, it's been a massive, massive disappointment considering I think we expected them to you know, be able to at least um, somewhat not totally duplicate last year, but not be to the point where, look, you know, the, the totally uh, fallen off and to the point where, you know, playoffs are very much in question right now uh, for the Seattle Kraken. They are going to have to put together, you know, a serious run in order to get back into things. So we will see if uh, they can get that run together. But 
seeing no sign and evidence of it right now. They will have to be basically St. Louis 2018, 19. Uh, they would have, they would need that kind of a run at this point. And there's a lot of, there's quite a few teams that could are in that spot that could make that run. And there's one team that I'll talk about that might be not necessarily good enough to make a run in the playoffs, but the rest of that division might be bad enough to where they find themselves finding a way to get in there. So I'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll see how that goes. All right. We got the uh, Tuesday NHL card uh, to get into. We will begin in Canada's nation's capital, the New York Rangers and the Ottawa Senators. Rangers minus 140 uh, road favorites, six and a half the total here shaded to the under uh, in this one. The uh, Rangers coming off a uh, well, not their best effort at all by far <laughs> against San Jose. Uh, six to five as they actually had a pretty good lead in the third and almost let it slip away. But it was definitely a very sloppy game from the Rangers. But they found a way to survive uh, against San Jose six to five victory uh, on Sunday night. So that's their third straight win. Six and one for the Rangers, their last uh, seven games. Uh, obviously, they have been pretty consistent in that they have just done a great job at avoiding the extended losing streak. They haven't had one this year at all. Uh, 18 and five. Uh, coming into this game tonight against the uh, Ottawa Senators. So uh, they have played quite well, uh, the Rangers. We'll see if they can keep things rolling here against an Ottawa team that uh, we know that there's definitely a head coach and DJ Smith on the hot seat right now, uh, a team that's been uh, very mediocre this year. I think 9-10, and 10, which is their record, it's the perfect uh, indication of what the Senators have been this year, just up and down, not able to string a massive streak together. Uh, they lost three in a row against the Islanders and the Panthers and the Blue Jackets, but they did bounce back to uh, shut out the Seattle Kraken uh, two nothing uh, on Saturday night. But if you watch, obviously, what we just talked about with Seattle, you watch the way they are playing lately. How impressive truly is that win uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators? Uh, even though it was a much needed one to snap that three game losing streak, well, this is going to be obviously a much taller uh, order, uh, a tougher challenge for them tonight. Uh, here as they take on the uh, New York Rangers, who are playing some uh, really good hockey. And what's impressive too right now about the um, Ottawa or from the New York Rangers is, you know, they're starting to get contributions from a bunch of different sources on a nightly basis. It's not always Panarin and Kreider and Zabanajad. Lafreniere is at a bounce back here. Look at what Jimmy Vc down the lineup you know, who's not even playing in the top six forward group right now has done for the Rangers this year. Uh, he's been very, very solid. Two goals in the last five games. He has five goals, three assists, eight points on the season. And again, you're talking about someone that's bounced around, highly uh, touted college prospect many years ago, uh, 30 years old now, and actually playing some of his best hockey in recent years. Keep in mind, this is a guy that's been bounced around. He's been in so many different organizations uh, in the past, uh, Jimmy VC you know, Boston and Buffalo and Toronto for a bit. And he's just been on and on with different organizations. But, you know, to be able to see him uh, playing this well is good. Uh, I like even though I like what I've seen, too, from uh, Johnny uh, Brodzinski since he's been called up as well. Keep in mind, they're without Hedl and Kako up front. A couple of key injuries on the forward group for the Rangers. So, you know, to be able to get contributions from your Jimmy VCs of the world and your Johnny uh, Brodzinski's as well, uh, definitely it's been a, a good thing to see for the uh, New York Rangers, no question about that. And like I said, with Brodzinski, uh, he's come into the lineup, and in the last three two games, he's got a pair of assists uh, in each of the last two against Nashville and San Jose, so uh, he's playing well at the moment. Uh, this is a game I'm actually off. Um, I, I, Ottawa is in that position right now where they're in that kind of spot I like to back teams quite honestly where they're going through a bad run they snap the losing streak and sometimes that's a positive momentum stepper 
that can you, you can use it to turn things in the right direction. Now they have played the Rangers actually very well. They've won the last two meetings. Those were both in New York though at Madison Square Garden. This has oddly been for the last um, few meetings a road dominated series. So the Rangers have won three straight meetings here in Ottawa. Uh, between uh, these two teams so yeah uh this, this is a game uh, for me uh, right now at the uh, current numbers it's a pass you know um ottawa they're in that spot where yeah i like that positive momentum boost spot of snapping a losing streak and sometimes i want to back teams at following a win where they snap a losing streak but at the same time you beat seattle good for you you got to show you can do it against a much better hockey team and the rangers are a much better hockey team so pass for me what do you think here alex rangers senators yeah, I tried to make a case for the draw here, but this this doesn't seem as even as this line uh, suggests. So if I had to play a side, I would lean toward Rangers. But uh, this is one I'm going to be going the first period over. So it's kind of a half-unit play. Grabbing 140 now and maybe try to grab a little bit more uh, in-game at a plus price. But I think we can see some goals here back and forth early. But I think the Rangers should be able to win this one. Ottawa, like I said, stepping up in class a little bit. I think this might be a little too tall of a task to order. But Rangers, like I said, on the road. We've seen them play some games where it's a little bit off, so we never know. Right, good stuff indeed. Yeah, as far as the injury situations are concerned, Shabbat is out uh, for Ottawa. That is an unfortunate lower body injury. Uh, he's something he sustained on Saturday night in the game against Seattle. Uh, this is just becoming at the point where it's maddening. It's And it's sad if you're a Senator fan. It's, it's sad if you're you know, the GM or in the front office or in the coaching staff, it's starting to get the look of damaged goods, uh, Thomas Shabbat, and just an inability to stay on the ice for an extended period of time. So he just gets back for two games against Columbus and Seattle. And here we go again, uh, leg injury, lower body injury, and out at least for tonight uh, against the uh, New York Rangers. So unfortunate because we know what a hell of a player he is when he's healthy. And he's just unfortunately just devoid of being able to avoid these uh, injuries that force him into missing significant time uh, for the uh, Ottawa senators right now. Um, yeah. Stutzla's in uh, Stutzla is uh, playing tonight. Someone was asking that in the chat. Shesterkin and net for the Rangers, not confirmed, but you would think they got to go back to Anton Forsberg. I'm sure they have to reward him for a great shutout performance against Seattle uh, on Saturday night. So I would expect Anton Forsberg, uh, to be right back in between the pipes here for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, yeah, in this he is game. confirmed. I'm just looking at him now, goalie post. All right, yeah, Anton Forsberg. And he played well. We'll see if he can keep that going. LA Kings, Columbus Blue Jackets. We've got the uh, Kings minus 210 road favorites, six the total here in this game. Uh, the LA Kings, who have now moved into number one in my Western Conference power ratings. Uh, the Rangers are number one overall in the East and overall, but the Kings are right behind them right now at number two and i'll tell you what the la kings what a great win that was against colorado and dominant 38 21 shots on goal and the majority of that dominance came later in the game i think you could say a product of that too might have been colorado on a back-to-back -back, probably ran out of gas fatigued a little bit later in the game uh but there's no doubt they're playing some awesome awesome hockey uh, at this point in time, uh, you know, they've won uh, six of their last seven games, uh, six and one their last seven. The only loss was a game where Charlie Lindgren turned into uh, Grant Fuhr for one night and absolutely robbed the L.A. Kings and stole two points from them. Other than that, that you'd be looking at a seven and O team right now uh, in their last seven games. Uh, Columbus has played better, though. Uh, their last seven games, they're four and three, a winning record. They've alternated wins and losses of late beat New Jersey, lose a tough one at Carolina where they had a 2-0 lead, couldn't hold it, beat Boston at home 5-2, lost to Montreal at home 4-2, bounced back with a 4-2 win against Ottawa, 
Merzlikens has been playing a lot better lately. Uh, and then they lose to uh, Boston 3-1 uh, at in Boston over the weekend. Again, the Bruins kind of in a revenge spot, too, after losing in Columbus earlier uh, in the week. Uh, as far as this game goes, Phoenix Copley confirmed uh, in net. And I'm not shocked by that. He needs to eventually get in there, and you've got to see and evaluate if you're uh, Todd McClellan and the coaching staff. Can this guy find his game again? Find his form again? Because this was a this was a goaltender for the LA Kings that honestly got their season going in the right direction last year when he was called up from the AHL. Jonathan Quick was struggling. He eventually gets traded. Cal Peterson had a brutal start to the year last year, and he is no longer with the organization. It was Phoenix Copley who came in there and steadied the ship for the LA Kings last year. Unfortunately, this year's edition of Phoenix Copley, it's been rough. Uh, there's no question. He has had a really tough start to the year, uh, and he is going to have to show this uh, organization, front office especially, he can get his form back. Uh, we'll see if he's able to. Uh, the good news for Phoenix Copley here coming into this game is that the last two starts have been a step in the right direction for him. He gave up one goal on 31 uh, shots against Arizona November the 20th, and then his last start was a home shutout win against Montreal, 4 to nothing. Only faced 18 shots, but still uh, ended up getting a shutout. So that's back-to-back steps in the right direction for Phoenix Copley as far as trying to get his form back. Uh, in between the pipes after just a dreadful first month or so of the season. That's a good sign uh, for the uh, LA Kings going into this game. You know, it'll be an interesting matchup here because, you know, Columbus at home has been a tricky little team lately. LA has been awesome on the road. I'll say that right now. Even with my concerns about Copley, I will not be going against LA on the road. Uh, I can't. 9-0 and on the road. They have consistently found a way to get the job done. The only thing I have in this game is I do think this could be a tougher game for the Kings than you would expect. They're starting on the road, starting Copley in Columbus, coming off a big win against Colorado. And with Columbus, you know, you look at their home efforts lately, uh, the Boston win, Ottawa win. They've played good on home ice uh, of late. Uh, in fact, they've won three of their last four at home. You look at series history with Columbus and L.A., uh, the last two meetings in Columbus with these two teams, and the last three, in fact, have all gone past regulation. So I like the draw. I'm going to take a shot here. Uh, Kings Blue Jackets draw three straight meetings in CBJ between LA and Columbus have gone to overtime. So yeah, give me the draw. I'll take a shot. I think this is a, I think that Columbus makes LA work. Don't know if they've got what it takes to win, but I think they make LA work and we have a chance here for uh, a game that goes past regulation. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Kings Blue Jackets. Yeah, there's no way we can fade the Kings, like you said, you know, on this great run. They're trying to tie the 2009-2010 the New Jersey Devils for the uh, best road opening uh, to a season. There would be 10 straight road wins to open the year, so that would be tying the record. Somebody mentioned that chat earlier, but uh, I'm with you on the draw. I would definitely be taking a shot with that. Like I, said, I think that, you know, it's going to get three tougher. Eight at FanDuel, play, by yeah. the way. Yeah, so I'll be grabbing the draw, but I also grabbed over six uh, as well. I was seeing six and a half, and so now I'm seeing a, a few more sixes. So I uh, definitely want to shop around for that. But I might even take a shot here, and I'm, I'm trying to look up the price. 3-3 three, three regulation for correct score as well. That would give me the draw. That would also give us a, the overtime. So that's something I would sprinkle on. So I'm going to search and, and look for the best price, and I'll mention that a little bit later. But that's something I'm going to come back to. 3-3 three, three correct score in Kings, Jackets, and regulation. All right, good stuff. Uh, liking the draw, liking the over a little bit. The, the total's really tough for me because the Kings have been under machines on the road. That's a big reason why they're 9-0. and They have shut it down 
uh, and shut down opposing teams on the road all season. But with Copley in net, you know, this, this, you know, you're obviously not nearly as confident with him compared to Talbot uh, in net. Uh, and Columbus is one of those teams that, you know, lately we've seen some goals from the Jackets, especially on home ice, you know, scored four against Ottawa, five against Boston uh, in two of their last three home games. So we'll see how it fares. The total is tricky for me, but you're right. I kind of lean over as well, just based on the fact that, you know, we've got uh, Copley, or, yeah, Copley as opposed to a Talbot and Net and Columbus has been an uptick in scoring. I think there's some good prop options here for L.A., Quinton Byfield for L.A., um, no doubt Trevor Moore, uh, those two in particular, uh, stand out for me going into this game. Uh, Quinton Byfield in particular is really starting to get his game, uh, together, uh, playing on that top line. And then there's a lot of good options here on the Columbus side. Now, again, Kings can be stingy. They've been very good defensively on the road. So don't hammer the Columbus player props, but we've got, um, Justin Danforth moving up to the top line for Columbus tonight with Boone Jenner and Johnny Gaudreau uh, and Justin Danforth, you know, a player that I think is very capable of maybe uh, contributing now that he's got this opportunity. And then, like I say, the Russian trio, you know, with uh, Shinnikov, uh, Voronkov and Marchenko, they have been very good. Um, so absolutely. I like um, uh, those looks for Columbus tonight, as far as props with Justin Danforth, moving up to the top line. And again, those three Russians for the Jackets that have been uh, very, very solid uh, as of a late. All right, next up, we've got... One thing, Ian, at FanDuel for that that 3-3 correct score, you can get that at FanDuel in regulation, tie 3-3 plus 1,300. Wow, there's a big price. 13 to 1 on that, 3-3 at the end of regulation for the uh, Blue Jackets and the uh, Kings tonight. Uh, So definitely, uh, Alex saying that's worth a look at that 13 to one, certainly a great price with that. All right. New York Islanders hosting the San Jose Sharks, Uh, the Islanders minus 300 home favorites, five and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, The New York Islanders, not a team that I am any interest in, in this kind of price range, none whatsoever. Now, credit to them, you know, after that brutal run, losing games left and right, blowing leads. They won the final game of that long road trip they had in Calgary. And since that win, you know, they have gone in, uh, five and two in their last seven games, the Islanders. So I'll give them credit. They played better. They found ways to win. Still playing a lot of close games. Five, four shootout win. Three, two against Philly. Five, three against Ottawa. Losing a shootout to Philly. Lose by one goal to New Jersey. Blow that game when they had a lead. Five, four in overtime against Carolina. Four, three against Florida the other night. So they are playing just one a close game after another, but I really think San Jose presses them tonight and gives them a, a really tough game. And I, I believe it or not, San Jose, you go back to the win against Vancouver, three and two in their last five games, and the two losses were at Boston, three nothing in a pretty tough spot uh, against the Bruins. I think it was a back to back as well for San Jose, and then six to five right in that game start to finish. And every time the Rangers took the lead, San Jose responded. So we're seeing. You know, and finally, we're seeing some offense from the San Jose Sharks on the road, which is definitely, I think, uh, something that David Quinn, the uh, head coach, has uh, been uh, just chomping at the bit to see his team finally start to put the damn puck in the net, especially away from the Shark Tank. And they have finally started to do that here the last couple of games on this road trip. They've suddenly exploded here. 11 goals in the last two games uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Meanwhile, this Islanders team, we've talked about how this year, it's not that same shutdown defense. Ilya Sorokin has, 
his his game has been negatively impacted by it uh, as well. He hasn't been shutting the door uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's more of a product of they're not as pl- good and not as tight defensively. They're way more loose defensively uh, as a team this year. Uh, the New York Islanders, their games have gone over in three straight for the last five and uh, uh, seven and two to the over in their last nine games. This five and a half, I am jumping on over five and a half here uh, with the Sharks and the Islanders. We've seen San Jose start to come to life offensively. You're only getting five and a half. This is definitely a reputation, not reality total with it being lined at five and a half. Reputation that the Islanders are absolutely abysmal. Uh, you know, offensively and reputation that they're great defensively. Neither is true right now. Islanders are scoring right now. Islanders are giving up goals right now. And it's been that way now for weeks. Meanwhile, San Jose has finally started to see the red light come on uh, on the road, starting to get some offensive flow and chemistry and confidence again. Like I said, 11 goals now in the last two road games combined against the Rangers and the Devils. That is a good sign. So I like over five and a half here, minus 120. And I'm also going to go with the dog and draw split here. I'm I'm not buying the Islanders in this price range. Give me San Jose here, plus 250, and also give me a piece of the draw here. The Islanders, even the games, Alex, that are just barely missing going to overtime, they're right there in terms of getting to overtime in all these games. All, even the games that haven't gone to overtime, look at a one-goal regulation win against Florida. You know, the one-goal regulation loss against New Jersey. Uh, 3-2 win against Philly. You know, and then other than that, we have seen uh, one, two, three, five of the last nine Islander games go past regulation. And the ones that haven't have basically been this close, a whisker away from going to overtime. So three bets for me uh, on this game. Over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, Islanders at the big dog shot plus uh, plus two fifty, and the draw at Fanduel in this game is plus four thirty. How about that for a price plus four thirty for Sharks Islanders draw? Uh, definitely liking the value there with that in a game where definitely plausible to see potential for overtime here in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here in this one? Sharks Islanders. Uh, I think we lost. I was just going to say Alex's uh, connection there just for a moment uh, got a little. I think we lost him for a second, but we'll get Alex back when he uh, gets uh, back online. We'll get him uh, get his thoughts on the uh, game. But uh, yeah, uh, Sharks draw and over five and a half. You know what? San Jose team total over. People, a couple people mentioning that in the chat. I don't mind that either. Uh, I don't mind that either. Uh, maybe you take a look at these team totals with the uh, Sharks right now. Because San Jose's team total in this game, it's over two and a half, and it's like plus 142 at Pinnacle. So not only do you get two and a half, which is a very low number as far as team totals are concerned, not only do you get two and a half with San Jose's team total, but you get a a great plus price, plus 142 uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks going into this game. So uh, I think that's worth a sprinkle as well tonight. San Jose team total uh, over two and a half at a really nice plus 142 uh, price. Detroit and Buffalo next up. We've got uh, Detroit minus 130, road favorites, six and a half the total here in this game. Um, I'm definitely not betting Buffalo sides right now. Um, uh, That was basically when I saw that Nashville game, a game where I thought, you know, coming off the debacle at Carolina, you're at home. It was a back-to-back for both teams, so the scheduling spot was a wash. You know, Dylan Cousins kind of calls out the team after the Carolina game, and to have that kind of start, you know, in the first period where you're down two nothing and you struggle right away. I'm like, that's it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm divorcing from Buffalo Sabres bets for the time being after that Nashville game. Uh, and that's the way I feel here. Now, they are apparently going to get Tage Thompson back, and this is a shock to everybody. Nobody expected Tage Thompson back this quickly, but it looks like he will make his return from a nine-game injury absence uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres here tonight, activated from injured reserve uh, after a lower body injury that, as I said, kept him out for the last nine games. Obviously significant. Uh, you don't, we're not splitting the atom, figuring out Buffalo is a better team with, um, uh, with uh, Tage Thompson back on the ice. Uh, but nevertheless, um, you know, is he rushing it back? We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. But I think if you're the Sabers, if this guy is telling you he's fine, it's on you to put him in the lineup because you need all the help you can get right now uh, offensively, which has actually been Buffalo's problem uh, uh, way more than expected this season. We know defensively and goaltending, it's been inconsistent. What we didn't expect from Buffalo was the concerns with goal scoring. And, you know, there's been times where the offense has dried up for Buffalo. Look at the last two games. They score three against Nashville and Carolina combined. So that's been the concern, obviously, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, during this uh, recent uh, skid that they've been on, three of the last four. Detroit's obviously playing very well, 5-1 and one their last six games, uh, coming off a 5-4 overtime win against uh, Montreal. See if they can keep that rolling here in this game tonight against Buffalo. Uh, this, You know what, if you're, if you're on Buffalo, here uh, in this game, you know, I ever uh, be thankful I'm passing on betting Buffalo because it means those of you that are on Buffalo, you're probably going to cash your ticket tonight uh, in this game. <laughs> That's just the way it's been. You know, just the timing has been off right now with the Sabres. I am taking a break. Plus, you know, this is someone that w- nobody expected him back. All of a sudden he's on the ice and morning skate. Oh, here's Tage Thompson. I'm ready to go. Coach, put me in Don uh, or something like that. Uh, and all of a sudden he's in, but there were, there were people expecting him to not be back till late December or even January initially. And now all of a sudden here it's December 5th, he's in there. So yeah, it's certainly going to be a boost, but is he going to be hundred percent? How fluid is he going to be skating? That's the question. Um, I got to see it before I believe it. And at the same time, I just don't want to go against Detroit right now. They're playing really good hockey at, at this point in time, but there are a couple bets. I like pass on the side, but I do like this over. You know, I think this is a six and a half good over spot. Detroit's been scoring goals lately. Uh, we see five against Montreal, five against Chicago, four against Minnesota, five against Boston, four against Jersey uh, during this five and one stretch that they've played. They've had no issue scoring goals. I think they can find the back of the net here. Buffalo obviously has improved offensively with Dage Thompson back. It lengthens their lineup uh, just a little bit. Uh, and it is going to be, by the way, Eric Comrie and net Uko Pekalukin and unavailable. Devin Levi called up to back up. Eric Comrie, Alex Lyon in net for uh, Detroit. And look, he's playing well again. Two straight games. He's played extremely well in between the three straight. In fact, he's given up just one goal uh, in or two goals in the last three starts combined. New Jersey, Minnesota and Chicago. So he's played well. They've won all three starts. He's in great form right now. But Detroit is scoring. I do expect a bump offensively for Buffalo. And I'm buying into the series history, which look at the last four meetings since the start of last year, 8-3-5-4-6-3-7-6. I mean, shootouts galore, head-to-head between the Red Wings and the Sabres. So uh, I'm going to go over six and a half here in this game, and I'm also sprinkling on the draw uh, in this game. Another series history play for me with the draw. Six of the last 10 meetings, Detroit and Buffalo have gone past regulation. So draw and over six and a half for me. Alex, uh, back with us. Alex, what do you think? Detroit, Buffalo. Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, usually you go with the dog and draw split. I'm going with the chalk and draw split. I got Detroit minus a dollar twenty five earlier today, and I grabbed the draw there as well. 
Uh, so I think the Wings, like I said, it's a team you don't want to really kind of jump in front of right now. And, and in a head-to-head battle, I would be more to back the Red Wings than look at uh, Buffalo right now. And it was interesting. Yeah, Levi just got called up. That was uh, after the practice. They had Craig Anderson, who was in town, uh, actually the, the backup goaltender in practice uh, with Ugo Pekka not with that illness. So uh, this is definitely a game where I might be looking at uh, Buffalo or Detroit team total over three and a half. I was seeing that at even money. You can shop around and find it a little bit higher. Anything at even money or better, I would be taking a shot with that. I wouldn't lay a price with it. Uh, also, we'll probably be looking at Mike uh, or Eric Comrie goals against over three and a half. Uh, you can get that at BetMGM because of the fact, like I said, you look at those situations where, if you know, the backup, they don't want to really go to a, a Levi who they had to just kind of bring in unless there's an injury. They're more than likely going to let Comrie get this whole game. So if this becomes a four or five game, uh, goal game for Detroit, Commerce should be seeing and giving up the bulk of those. So that's two ways to attack that uh, team total if you can't find the best price you like for Detroit. I mean, there's so many different props that stand out for Detroit. Joe Valeno's on the top line. He scored the other night. We're back. We're back to an old favorite. Hello, my old friend. I've come to cash with you again. Joe Valeno uh, on the Detroit Red Wings on the uh, top line with Larkin and Raymond tonight. We're going back to our old friend there, Joe Valeno. Remember how many goal props we had with him back in October? Uh, earlier in the season so uh, Joe Valeno time once again um, obviously got uh, Robbie Fabry we've talked about him ad nauseum and don't sleep on this guy on the fourth line it's crazy how much this guy scores considering he's on the bottom six and a lot of times he's on the fourth line for Detroit that sprongs was sprong 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 Daniel sprong uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings he's been uh, absolutely uh, terrific uh, in a depth forward role six goals ten assists Uh, on the season three points in the last two games goal and an assist in the uh, win against Montreal uh, on uh, Saturday Uh, so there's no question Uh, Daniel Sprong has been getting the job done for uh, Detroit even though he doesn't play a ton of minutes and he's on the fourth line most nights so uh, absolutely liking uh, those props for uh, Detroit uh, here tonight in this game and then on the uh, Buffalo side um, you know Cousins and Paterka and Benson you know, if the defensive attention for Derek Lalone's team and Detroit is going to go f- toward um, uh, Skinner, Middlestat, and Tage Thompson, who are expected to be on the top line tonight with Tage back, you know, that could open up opportunity for those three to make an impact because Benson, Cousins, and Paterka all have very good offensive upside. So I think those guys might be worth looks as far as props go. I don't think it's a given that Tage Thompson just because he's back in the lineup, finds the back of the net. Keep in mind, Tage Thompson, before the injury, only had six goals, six assists for the uh, Sabres. A very slow start you know, to the season for him. And now he's coming off a significant injury. So uh, it's not a given. He's just going to all of a sudden step right back into the lineup and produce instantly for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So we'll see how this one goes. Very intriguing game, obviously, though, tonight with uh, Detroit and Buffalo. Uh, Alex, your uh, connection just briefly got interrupted. Uh, when we were talking Sharks and Islanders. Yeah. So we'll go back to that game. What do you like there? So I'm looking at the overs, first period and full game live. We should be able to grab plus money with these. We've already seen $1.20 uh, for both the five and a half and the uh, the one and a half. So we could easily possibly even get a four and a half laying a price with the total if we wait about five or six minutes. So that's uh, some, some small approaches I'm taking with that. Don't even don't want the draw. Don't want the side. Just looking at totals. Like in the uh, over uh, live first period and full game, I, I love the uh, five and a half that we're getting. Again, this is a reputation total. Uh, Islanders, long time, good defense, no offense. It's the it's the reverse right now with the Islanders. I'm telling you, it's offense and not as good defense right now 
from the uh, New York Islanders. And San, like I said, San Jose's starting to score now. Last two road games after not doing anything offensively on the road all year, suddenly 11 goals combined in their last two road games. So like I said, I think five and a half, very cheap for that total uh, in the uh, Sharks-Islanders game. All right, let's go to Windy City now. Uh, Nashville and Chicago. We've got Nashville minus 180 road favorites, six the total here in this one. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, obviously, um, you know, seven and 16 now on the year. Uh, entering this matchup against the uh, Nashville Predators. Nashville, again, been one of the surprises uh, this season with the way they have played. They've obviously played some really, really good hockey, uh, of especially of late, uh, entering this game on a, a terrific run of 7-2 and two in their last uh, nine games. Did have a mini two-game slide there. Minnesota, uh, the wild post-Dean Evason went in there and beat them 6-1. to one. Uh, And then, of course, uh, the Rangers came back to beat Nashville 4-3 on Saturday. Uh, in Music City, and then on the back-to-back in Buffalo, Nashville bounced back with a two-to-one win uh, over the uh, Sabers. But still, seven and two their last nine games, they played well. Chicago is not playing well. Uh, two and eight their last ten, three-game losing streak, all on the road against Detroit, Minnesota, and Winnipeg uh, in their last three games. Gotta admit, though, pretty tough schedule, right, for Chicago. I mean, Detroit's playing well. Winnipeg at home's been tough, and obviously Minnesota now just can't be beat anymore. Apparently. Uh, since uh, John Hines took over as the head coach. So it's been a tough slate, tough, tough sledding for Chicago based on just playing the wrong opponents at the wrong time. You know, that's basically what's happened here. Um, back home, we'll see how they fare here. I do want to keep in mind at home, this team has been pretty feisty lately. You know, we look at the Toronto win in overtime on Black Friday. Uh, they beat Seattle 4-3 in overtime, their last home game. Uh, you know, definitely we're seeing them show better signs of uh, play uh, at home. Question is, do they have enough in them to beat this uh, Nashville team? A Nashville team that uh, head to head six and one or five and one in the last uh, six, six, uh, let me just get the six and one, I should say, uh, in the last seven head to head meetings against Chicago. And here in Chicago, Nashville has won uh, each of the last two meetings uh, as well. The only win Chicago's had uh, in the last six meetings was in Nashville in March of uh, last season. So this one I don't have a whole lot on really. Um, I was tempted by the draw, ended up staying off. We don't have a lot of draw history with these two teams recently. Um, so really not a whole lot here that I'm interested in, side or total, maybe some props. That's about it. What do you think here, Alex? Nashville, Chicago. Yeah, just keeping it standard with the old Nashville double. I'm going first period over. I grab 135 uh, at Caesars, and then I grab plus 155 on both teams to score in the first period at, at MGM. Uh, just been rolling with that 19-3 now the last 22 uh, with Nashville that first period over. And like I said, Chicago's been feisty at home, and both these teams uh, tend to go back and forth. I, I expect to see kind of a a rougher, kind of more physical game, especially from Chicago, which could lead to some penalties, could lead to some goals Nashville's way. So if you're looking to fade Arvid Soderblom, you can get a goals against uh, over three and a half plus 120 at MGM if you're expecting them to have uh, his usual Soderblom kind of a night. I'm just looking right now um, for – <laughs> that's that's funny stuff, John. I got to admit, Ian doesn't have a lot here. Only thirteen player props. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's true. I probably will end up having thirteen when it's all said and done. Uh, maybe not so much on this game. Maybe the Detroit Buffalo game that could be a thirteen player prop kind of game for me. But uh, maybe not so much uh, this one. But that first period, both teams to score. I'm in on that. I'm, ju- I'm I'm jumping in on that because I just looked it up while Alex was talking here with Chicago. Uh, you look at the last five, ga- six games going back to Black Friday against Toronto. The Toronto game on Black Friday at home, 
Both teams found the back of the net first period. St. Louis game at home. Both teams found the back of the net first period. Seattle game for Chicago at home. Both teams found the back of the net first period. Detroit game on the road. Both teams found the back of the net first period. Winnipeg game on the road. Both teams found the back of the net first period. The only one that didn't was their last game against Minnesota, where Minnesota had that 2 nothing lead after the And the Hawks period. had a ton of chances early yep. in that uh, as well. So. so there you go. You're basically 5-1 and one to the first period, both teams to score uh, in the last six Chicago games. Uh, entering uh, tonight so I, I actually am going to jump in and Chicago I find at home coming off the road I could see them maybe surprising Nashville getting an early goal uh, in the first 20 minutes and I certainly think they're capable of conceding one in the opening 20 as well to Nashville who have obviously a big part of their big component of their seven and two run uh, in the last nine games uh, is um, the fact that their offense has been in really good form so that first period, both teams to score. I am going to, I think, maybe jump in on that one there. A really nice plus price there with the uh, Preds and Blackhawks. Uh, as far as the uh, player props for this one, I mean, we've talked about, you know, largely the same group that's been getting it done for uh, Nashville. Uh, O'Reilly, Forsberg, Nyquist in particular have been great. I'll throw in a couple two, uh, a couple players, though, down the lineup that I've noticed lately. They've been chipping in. Yakov Trenin for Nashville on their third line. He has three goals in the last six games four points in the last six games for the Nashville Predators. There's a sneaky little uh, under-the-radar player to consider here. Yakov Trenin uh, for Nashville, the way he's played lately. And uh, Colton Sissons, back-to-back games with a point, uh, six points in the last uh, nine games for Nashville. Um, there's another one down the lineup that's been getting it done. For Chicago, didn't work out when he was in the lineup against Winnipeg. He missed the Minnesota game. Luke Richardson's putting him back on the top line tonight in his second game with the Blackhawks. Anthony Beauvillier, we're going to give that a shot again tonight. The uh, goal prop playing with Bedard and Kurashev uh, for Chicago on that uh, top line. So back to the well, we're going to give it uh, a shot with uh, Anthony Beauvillier here uh, to find the uh, back of the net for the uh, Blackhawks playing with uh, Connor Bedard on the uh, top line uh, in this game tonight. And you can get Beauvillier as high as plus 380 uh, at uh, FanDuel uh, in order to find the uh, back of the net. Uh, here in this game tonight. All right, Anaheim, Colorado. Uh, Avalanche, minus 290. Home favorites, six and a half the total. First thing you got to do in this game is you got to check the injury report for Colorado because it's lengthy. This is a rap sheet right now, an absolute rap sheet length that we're dealing with as far as their injury report uh, is concerned. Look at what we got here. Lekkonen and Landeskog, we know long-term they're, they're out. We already knew Sam Gerrard's away tending to his mental health, uh, which is great to see. Uh, Sam Girard for the uh, Avalanche, key defenseman for them. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, you know, one of the better fourth line, four checking, defensive minded forwards you could ask for. He's still got a lot of gas in the tank at 36 years old. Uh, he has a lower body injury. He won't play tonight. And the most important, too, coming into the game tonight is Valerie Nachushkin, Big Val. He's dealing with, a, with an illness of some kind, game time decision. For Colorado tonight, he didn't take part in the morning skate either. And Kale McCarr, who is once again going to miss another game. He missed the L.A. game uh, on Sunday night. He got injured at the end of the Anaheim game Saturday, the day before. Uh, and Kale McCarr, doubtful uh, with a lower body injury tonight for Colorado. So this is a uh, shorthanded group coming into tonight for the uh, Avalanche here uh, in this game. Uh, I'm not laying a price with them. That being said, this is a rapid revenge spot, short turnaround. Colorado lost. Uh, to Anaheim just recently uh, in 
at Honda Center uh, last weekend. Uh, 4-3 shootout win for the Anaheim Ducks, a game where uh, Anaheim came back uh, from a 3-1 deficit after the first period uh, to win that game. So a very, very impressive job by uh, Anaheim. And I'm sure not one that sat well with uh, Colorado, that they lost that game in a shootout against Anaheim after having a 3-1 to lead. And then they had to go play L.A. in a tough spot the very next night. And they ended up losing that game 4-1. to So with the injuries and coming back from the road, and I'm not ready to lay minus 290. Do I want to jump in, though, with Anaheim after they just beat Colorado? You know Colorado's not going to take them lightly tonight, uh, even though they're a little bit depleted, a little bit shorthanded. No. So this is a side I don't really want too much to do with here in this game tonight between these two teams. But what I will look at here in this game is probably the over. Probably got to stick with it. Three straight overs in the head-to-head series. Two games this year head-to-head. 8-2 Colorado, 4-3 Anaheim. Both of those games going over the total. So uh, that would be the look for me here, would be uh, over 6.5 with Ducks and Avs. Yeah, and I don't, hate the fa- I don't hate the idea of maybe an Anaheim team total over. I know John Massey mentioned that in the chat. Ducks team total here uh, in this game uh, over two and a half. Georgiev, by the way, should be in net for Colorado. It hasn't been confirmed yet. John Gibson uh, will be in net tonight for the Anaheim Ducks in this game. But yeah, I don't mind a couple uh, putting a little bit on that team total. Again, team total over two and a half at plus money, plus 105 uh, for uh, Anaheim. Uh, in this game uh, what do you think here in this one Alex Ducks Avalanche yeah I just kept it simple I grabbed the draw at plus 400 at Caesars uh, we've seen the Ducks and the Avalanche play close games like I said Avalanche there's just certain teams Anaheim and Phoenix necessarily Arizona those are the two teams that they always just kind of play close no matter how good or bad the other team is the Colorado just never really kind of shows up to their full potential and they've been kind of having that kind of Toronto kind of feel when you see these big prices at home so I think this could be a close battle and I think 400 is a worthy price. I'm sure FanDuel had a higher one, but I grabbed that when I was betting other things at Caesars. All right, there we go. The draw for uh, Alex in this one with the uh, Ducks and the uh, Avalanche. And look, uh, Colorado, uh, you know, you look at uh, uh, them uh, in particular. Um, yeah, two of the last three games have gone past regulation for the Avalanche. The Arizona game and then, of course, the uh, Anaheim game the last time they played the Ducks uh, over the weekend. So, yep, the draw, definitely not a bad look, especially at the price you're getting no question about that one thing i want to point out to everybody this is a game where if you're going to bet player props especially on the colorado side you're going to see massive shakeups with the lineup here uh in uh this game tonight if nachushkin uh, is out and obviously makar is out and by the way with makar out the defenseman you got to look toward now by far is devon taves no question about that. Devon Taves is going to get more of those minutes, quarterbacking the number one power play unit. He becomes the defenseman that is very undervalued, in my opinion, um, when Kale McCarr doesn't play. And you could say Bo, Bo Byram as well, especially because Bo Byram, when it, McCarr doesn't play, it seems that you know he ends up doing a little bit more and tries to do a little bit more and tries to be more aggressive and starts to look for his shot uh, more often than not. Uh, and we've seen that he had the two goal game against this very same Anaheim team uh, on Saturday. So those two defensemen, I think, taking a shot with them, Taves and Bo Byram tonight uh, for Colorado. Not bad looks as far as player props or even finding the back of the net potentially uh, tonight for this team, especially if Big Val doesn't go. And we know Kale McCarr doubtful to play uh, as well. And again, keep an eye on the forward group because with Nachushkin out, Someone's got to play beside McKinnon and Rantanen. We don't know who that's going to be yet, but if Nachushkin doesn't play, that opens up a spot on that 
that vacates a spot on that top line left wing side with McKinnon and Rantanen. And whoever that ends up being, you know what that means. Value, value, value with their props. Whoever takes Big Val Nachushkin's spot uh, on that top line with McKinnon and Rantanen tonight uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So that's definitely what I've got my eye on. Whoever the fill-in is for Nachushkin, assuming this illness does keep him out of the game tonight, that's what I'm going to target as far as player props. Uh, whoever's going to take that spot on the top line with McKinnon and Rantanen. All right, next up, we've got Minnesota and Calgary. Uh, even money, minus 110, uh, both sides, six the total here in this game. I mean, for me, I'm on Minnesota. It's just, I'm, I'm, I surrender. I surrender to the Minnesota Wild and to John Hines, even though I don't like the hire at all. I'll, I'll surrender for now. They're playing good hockey, no question. You watch Minnesota, and they're they're buttoned up. They're good in their own end right now. Um, they're, I think, a lot more aggressive offensively. And what I like what they're doing right now is may not be good for overbetters, but it's good for Minnesota winning games. Is when they get leads now, they're shutting it down. You know, they're playing some really really good defensive hockey when they get a lead, and uh, that's been uh, another impressive uh, thing to see with this uh, Minnesota group. So. Um, Minnesota minus 110. Uh, once they beat Nashville and beat them up in that second game, that's the game I stayed off Minnesota. I'm like, you know what? I don't buy in yet that they're just going to go on this roll with John Hines all of a sudden after the St. Louis win in his debut. But then they trampled Nashville, who was playing really good hockey. I'm like, all right, we'll start riding Nashville until they lose. And that's basically what I've done. You know, I took them on the weekend uh, twice in various, I took team total. Uh, over against Chicago as opposed to money line against uh, Chicago because the price was so astronomical and that cashed uh, they got to four in that game. I don't know about the team total here. I'd probably just prefer money line because like I said, they're shutting it down. They get a few goals ahead and then they just say, you know what? Pump the brakes, play good defense. Uh, everybody, a five-man unit defensively to pro protect the lead. Uh, and that's the way they have been playing. No question since the um, uh, coaching change and John Hines taking over. And by the way, big news for Calgary as far as their goaltending. Jacob Markstrom's out day-to-day -day right now. Not even available to back up tonight. So Dan Vladar, Darth Vladar, will be in net tonight for the Calgary Flames. And backing him up, the future in net for Calgary, Dustin Wolf, Hungry like the wolf. D uh, Dustin Wolf uh, called up from the Wranglers to back up Dan Vladar tonight uh, in this game. Dan Vladar, terrible start to the season no question but he has been a little bit better that last start he had against vegas i think was one of his best starts very very good one goal allowed a two to one win they had in overtime against the golden knights probably the best start dan vladar has had this season we'll see if he can uh, build on that nevertheless minnesota's been rolling been riding it we're going to ride it until they lose so minnesota for me uh, at minus 110 uh, alex uh, wild flames Yes, I took a unit and cut it into four pieces and basically got these four bets. I have the Wild minus $1.10. I have Wild and uh, Flames first period over one and a half. I grabbed 135 at Caesars. I'm seeing 140s and 145, so that's something I'd probably wait and grab in-game now. You can't grab $1.35 or better. I got both teams scoring the first period at plus 155. And definitely shop around. Your best bets are going to be fan with this, but the draw, 370 compared to when I was looking at BetMGM plus wow. 290. So that wow. is a massive difference. So we, we, we stress this often. Like I said, we don't get paid to do this, but we get we stress it often because it's the best value we find every night. FanDuel, if you're betting these regulation draws, that's the best book to get right now because to see a, a – I don't, I don't think I've seen an 80-cent discrepancy between books before. 
certainly within domestic books. Offshore, maybe you might see something that far, but that's definitely uh, something you want to grab. So 370 on the draw with Wild and Flames, along with the Wild side, minus $1.10. First period over one and a half, minus $1.35. And both teams to score in the first at plus 155. There you go. So four different bets on this one game for Alex. Wild money line, Wild Flames over one and a half first period. Uh, Wild Flames, both teams to score first period and the draw. And you're right, FanDuel has given out early Christmas gifts to everyone. The gift of the, a much better price for draw bets compared yeah. to everyone else. I mean, it's just, and it's every single day. But that's especially a massive uh, discrepancy, uh, them compared to uh, other books as far as this draw with uh, Minnesota and uh, Calgary. And yeah, I could see this being a close game uh, for sure with the uh, Wild and the Flames. The Wild probably win, but this this will be probably a little bit more tougher uh, for them than some of their recent games, although they've been winning convincingly. You know, they've outscored since the coaching change. The com- cumulative score for Minnesota is um, 13 to three uh, over their opposition uh, in the last three games, St. Louis, Nashville, and Chicago. That being said, Calgary, you know, be a little bit uh, tougher than those three teams. Uh, so 13, three though, for Minnesota uh, in the uh, three games since the um, coaching change. And another thing I've noticed too, about Minnesota since the coaching change, they've scored the first goal in every game. Every game, Minnesota scored the first. So if you're a first goal prop better, maybe you'd take that tonight, Minnesota, to get the wow. first goal. Plus 115 at BetMGM to score the first goal. So that, that might be something that works very going on. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, Bet Online will be getting the next uh, the score props back again starting tomorrow. So, so yep. look for that on Wednesday. To be honest with you, I think that's almost as good a bet as Minnesota money line in this game is maybe that first goal. Yeah. Minnesota at plus 115 mm-hmm. because that has been they've come out ready to play dialed in you know attention to detail and score on the first goal they've done it in all three games so far uh, Minnesota since the coaching change as far as uh, player props in this game we're Marco Rossi man uh continues to um impress uh he gets two goals in the win against uh, Chicago on Sunday he's got three points in the last two games is now going back onto his last eight games uh, he has seven points for the uh, Minnesota Wild so uh, Marco Rossi, absolutely. Yeah, it's week to week. Thank you, uh, Goose, for uh, Markstrom. Week to week with his uh, injury. So we're going to see Vladar and Wolf for a while uh, in that. But yeah, Marco Rossi's the obvious choice for me as far as uh, prop for the uh, Minnesota Wild. But as usual with the coaching change, we often see players that were struggling, players that you know were underachieving before uh, the change was made. They start to get it rolling a little bit. And when you look at uh, Minnesota, you know, there's a couple players that stand out in that regard. One is uh, Matt Zuccarello, who has five points uh, for the uh, Wild in three games since the coaching change. Uh, and Matt Boldy, since the coaching change, has two goals uh, in three games for the Wild. So Boldy and Zuccarello and Rossi, probably my three favorite Minnesota uh, player props in this game. Uh, for Calgary, um, you know, their lineup has been mostly consistent lately. One of these days, Igor Sharangovich is going to score. He's got to. He's had so many chances, so many opportunities with Lindholm and Mangiapane. So I say keep going to the well with that one. Connor Zary, same thing. And here's a little undervalued player prop uh, booster tonight. Uh, great value. Walker Dewar for the Calgary Flames. Walker Dewar is up on the second line tonight for the uh, Flames playing alongside Nazem Kadri and Connor Zary. Uh, this is a one of the hardest working forwards on this Calgary team. He's been out for the last uh, five games uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames uh, entering this one. He's back in the lineup. And Ryan Huska, 
the twin of Pierre Maguire, as I call him. He's got him on the second line tonight, uh, playing with Kadri and with um, Zary. So a bump up the lineup for Walker Dewar. That is definitely worth a sprinkle tonight, considering his position in the lineup, playing in the top six. Um, definitely good, great value uh, for him. And I'm just looking it up right now. Goal prop plus 950 at Patano, 850 at DraftKings, uh, 750 at Caesars, 525 at Bet Rivers. Like you can get some huge prices for a guy that's going to be playing in the top six tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames. So definitely good value there, no question. All right, the final game of this Tuesday night NHL card, uh, maybe the best game on paper tonight in the NHL. The New Jersey Devils and the Vancouver Canucks. This is the Hughes Bowl, as I'd like to. We're in bowl season, right? College football is right around the corner. This is the Hughes Bowl. Not one, not even two, three fucking Hughes brothers playing in the same damn game. This is this is going to be fun. This is something that, like, enjoy the moment and how cool and awesome this is. To me, this is a hockey purist, a hockey fan for 30-plus years. It's just really wonderful, awesome cool whatever words you want to use to see three brothers playing in the same game and it's not just three brothers that are fourth line muggers and fourth line pluggers these are three brothers that are potentially going to be have outstanding careers there's a chance that one two hell i wouldn't even totally rule out all men of it these are grandiose expectations but i wouldn't totally rule out that all three of them may not find themselves in the Hockey Hall of Fame one day, like if they have the kind of careers that they, they're capable of. Um, it is just going to be a lot of fun here uh, to watch this uh, game tonight with all three Hughes brothers in action. Of course, Jack and Luke Hughes for New Jersey and Quinn Hughes uh, for Vancouver. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, the obvious player prop, we'll just jump right to that first, is do you just load up on the Hughes brothers props tonight? Everything you can think of shots on goal, goal assist point props, everything you can think of uh, going into this game. Um, you know, it's going to be a, it's, it's something you got to think of in the back of your mind. Doesn't all three of these guys want to play great tonight. They know that the other two siblings are there on the ice and you want to put your best foot forward. No questions. So uh, maybe you do some Hughes brothers, same game parlays here tonight. You do some shots on goal. You do some goal props, assist props, point props, uh, you name it. They all, they're all going to want to ball out tonight to steal a basketball term uh, in this game. Uh, all three of them knowing uh, they're all going to be on the ice uh, together in the same game. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. As for the game itself, New Jersey, man, that's a, a, a bad look losing like they did against San Jose. Uh, there's no question. Uh, six to three uh, on uh, Friday. The good news is they haven't played since Friday. So they've been off three days. They've had an opportunity to get out West uh, just to the body clock to the uh, Pacific time zone. So that's good is that they've had extended time to get ready for this road trip here in Western Canada, starting the night uh, six and four on the road, Vancouver though, eight and three at home, you know, really good home record, but we have seen some issues lately with Vancouver playing against teams that are supposed to be pretty good. You know, we have seen it. You know, they lose to Colorado, this Vancouver team recently. Uh, they lose to Vegas 4-1 to at home earlier this week. The thing is, though, I don't know if New Jersey's playing at that great level that maybe a Vegas is especially. I'm not so sure about that. Now, they had won three in a row since they got Nico Heashier and Jack Hughes back together again. 
uh, and they've been scoring goals in bunches for sure. 7-2 against Buffalo, 5-4 against the Islanders, 4-3 against the Flyers. But that Flyers win, they got outplayed. They probably should have lost that game, and then they had a 6-3 loss to San Jose, where they actually had 47 shots, but at the same time, uh, everything they gave up. They only gave up 17 shots, but as John Massey has alluded to, and I agree with him fully, they don't need to give up many shots to give up a lot of goals right now, New Jersey. Their defensive game has been a mess. Their defensive game has been a problem. And now without um, you know Dougie Hamilton uh, on the blue line, and not just him now, it's, Bre- it's Brendan Smith. And Brendan Smith is one of the few guys on their blue line that's going to knock someone on their keister. He's going to clear the front of the net. He's going to be physical. He's going to actually, you know, block a shot or two. You miss that without Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith's a very valuable, useful defenseman in his role because they they don't have enough of those kind of guys right now on the devil blue line. So to miss Brendan Smith is significant, you know, and I think it makes them worse uh, on the back end you know, heading into this game tonight against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So you look at the shifting and the adjustments that are going to be made with their D pairs. It's Siegenthaler and Simon Nemich uh, on the uh, top pair. Kevin Ball, John Marino on the second pair. Luke Hughes and Colin Miller uh, on the uh, third pair. So I don't know. It's it's not what I want to see going into Vancouver, playing a pretty good Canucks team uh, going into this game. So the, the bet that I've made is over three and a half with Vancouver's team total. Uh, here in this game that's the way i'm approaching it rather than the money line i do lean vancouver but i like the team total a little bit more just for a little more bang for our buck uh, in this game there's a good chance too when vancouver especially playing at home you know are they really going to win a game where they scored less than four goals i'm not so sure that's the case so uh, for me over three and a half you get it at plus 104 uh, here at pinnacle like that team total a little bit here on the canucks and like i said as far as the uh uh, props um, definitely going to have some fun here and do a little combination same game parlay maybe some straight props as well with just jack luke and quinn uh, uh individually and maybe throw them in a little same game parlay just a nice little assortment shots on goal goal prop assist prop point props you name it in fact i'll probably what i'll do is i'll do some shots on goal props on their own with the three goal props or point props on their own on their own with the three and then, of course, the goal props, you know, a little bit more, not as, you know, high in expectation, if you will, that they score, especially because two of them are defensemen, Quinn and Luke. Um, but still, I would sprinkle just ever so slightly on the three of them each to uh, find the back of the net here tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, as I call it, the Hughes Bowl, New Jersey, Vancouver? Yeah, that's one thing I will be targeting. I actually just bet that already at Bet Online. I got plus 263. I got each brother to get a point. Just one point because you can't parlay that at a lot of books. And if you do, you're seeing over one and a half points uh, with Quinn Hughes and Jack Hughes. So uh, you're getting obviously the best of the prices you'll be getting on Luke compared to the all to all three of them. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind when you're trying to mix and match with some of those parlays. I also like uh, over at BetMGM, both teams to score two goals and the Canucks to win the game. That's a parlay you can grab at plus 260. Uh, like I said, it's going to be, I think, a high back-and-forth kind of a game. But I think the Canucks find a way to win here, and that's the best values. Like I said, this is one a game I'm kind of having a little more fun with, not full units. These are just kind of small shots at the end of the night. But uh, all three Hughes brothers to get a point parlayed, and then both teams to score two goals parlayed with the Canucks winning at plus 260. So both both prices around plus 260. Absolutely. I will be jumping on a live over. I might even sprinkle on first period, both teams to score here uh, in this game, but I'll definitely be looking. I'm waiting for the over for a better number because there's sevens out there 
right now with this total. Not every book is at six and a half. Some are at seven. So no way am I betting it pregame. I'm going to wait for something live. Yeah, if you're looking at anything totals wise, with especially first period related, you have to go with, with first period both teams score. And even then, I didn't like that price plus one thirty. That's it's fine if you if you if you're looking totals, that's that's something to grab pregame. But I I'd like the other props a little bit more. No doubt. And you know what's great too is uh, Bet three sixty five has got milestones, milestone player props. It is something they've had for a very long time in hockey or in football, in basketball, the other sports. Where you know they have the main prop for let's say NBA, someone's over LeBron's over 28 and a half points. Well, with the milestone player props at Bet 365, there's 30 plus points, 35 plus points, 40 plus points, and you can get really big plus numbers on say LeBron James to score that many points uh, in a basketball game. They've now offered those kind of props, milestone player props for hockey as well, for shots on goal. For up uh, and points in particular. Look at point milestones tonight, for instance. You know, there's Luke Hughes. You could go one point plus 120, two plus points plus 750, three plus points for Luke Hughes, 14 to 1. Jack Hughes, two points plus 130, three points plus 525, four points plus 1150. And then Quinn Hughes, two points plus 175, three points plus 700. So you could really put, you could bet them individually. They're great prices on their own. But if you really want to go for like a lottery ticket sort of deal, you know, put a Jack Hughes, you know, two plus points. Uh, Luke Hughes, maybe one point with him, just be a little bit safer with Luke potentially. But you could go Jack Hughes, two points. Luke Hughes, one point. Quinn Hughes, two points. Um, Put those three in a same game parlay and you're going to get quite the price back. Uh, with uh, that here in this game tonight. In fact, let me see if I can uh, just put that into the old rotation here on our Bet365 account and see what kind of payout we can get, what kind of payout we can get with uh, these uh, particular props. All right, let me let me put this one together right now, live for you here on air. Jack Hughes, two or more points. Luke Hughes, one or more point. And um, Quinn Hughes, two plus points. All right, put those all together. Oh, shit. I got to put it in a the same game parlay tab. My bad. Okay, here we go. All right, player milestones. There we go. Um, points. Here we go. Jack Hughes, two plus. Luke Hughes, one plus. There we go. And Quinn Hughes, two plus. Ten to one plus a thousand. And it's reasonable. That to me is reasonable. Quinn Hughes has had two point games a ton this season. Jack Hughes, obviously, he's had a ton of two point games. You know, that's not asking them to just go nuts. That's asking them to do something that they have been able to do quite a bit this right. season. Get two points, Quinn and Jack uh, in particular. And then Luke Hughes, one point, just a little more conservative with him because he doesn't have the point numbers that, say, his uh, other brothers, Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes do. So Jack Hughes, two or more points. Luke Hughes, one point. Quinn Hughes, two or more points. Same game parlay, 10 to 1, plus 1,000. So. I will put something on that. That's reasonable expectations. The goal parlay you can do. Yeah, definitely. So why not uh, have a little bit of fun here? Because I guarantee you, whether they get the production tonight or not, they're going to be fucking motivated and amped up to do it. Yeah. Play well and make an impact and make a statement and get on the score sheet. So should be a fun one. Looking forward to the Devils Canucks tonight, the Hughes Bowl. 
to wrap up the Tuesday night slate. Uh, great show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. 228 live viewers. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Just $10 a month. All the content there. Unfortunately, the sale's over, the Ice Guys store, but that doesn't mean it's you can still buy your Christmas merch, uh, get someone something for the holidays, the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Absolutely. Definitely don't want to miss out on that. Like I said, uh, even though the, the sale has ended, but you can still have at least another three or four days uh, remaining to order any items, get it sent to you, standard shipping, and have it delivered in time uh, you know, for the holidays. But you got to move fast with that because, like I said, time is moving on. We're, we're 20 days away from Christmas. So uh, don't delay. Act now. Check it out right now. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right. Good stuff indeed. All right. It is time for bargain bin special of the night. Uh, Alex, anything in the bargain bin for you on this Tuesday? I do. I was between two different games. And now that we kind of talked about it with that wild and Calgary game, we talked about how, you know, looking at how the wild have been getting off the hot starts, looking for that first goal of the game, especially going up against Calgary, even though it's not Jacob Markstrom, the guy we love to go <laughs> let, uh, letting the first couple of shots in it's, it's Dan Blarar. But I'm looking in that same direction. I'm going Kirill Kaprizov to score the first goal of the game in Minnesota Calgary, plus 1,100 at FanDuel. Uh, we got lucky with, with a couple of these last year. We got with some of the first goal and last goal props. We're going to take a shot here with Kirill Kaprizov to get the first goal of the game for the Wild, plus 1,100 at FanDuel. Bargain special. There we go. And I remember uh, a Leon Dreisaitl first goal that uh, Alex took earlier this year. Uh, this is Kirill Kaprizov. First goal of the game for the um, Minnesota Wild at plus 1,100. So, heck of a price there looking at uh, Kirill uh, Kaprizov uh, to get the uh, first goal of the game tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. All right, my a bargain bin a special of the night. Uh, I'm going to go back to that one I mentioned earlier, and Joe Valeno's definitely on the radar too. That, that was definitely under consideration as well, but it's not Joe Valeno. I like Joe Valeno, but it will be a bet of mine for sure. But I didn't go with him for a bargain bin. Uh, I ended up going with uh, back to Nashville, Chicago with uh, Beauvillier uh, tonight. Top line with Bedard. Chicago's been scoring a few more goals lately, plus 380 uh, at FanDuel uh, for him to find the back of the net. And again, you're playing with, you know, top line. You're going to get the opportunity. You're going to get the minutes. I really think they want to see what Anthony Beauvillier can give them, you know, in a featured role, you know, playing not only in the top six, but in this case, uh, the top line for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So a lot of good choices, though. Sharon Govich, Eric Howla might be on the top line tonight for New Jersey, uh, apparently, too. I forgot to mention that about the... Uh, Devils game. He might be up there with Hughes and Jack Hughes and Toffoli. So if he's up there, uh, he might be a, a good value prop, uh, bargain bin type deal for him. But I'm going to go with uh, Anthony Beauvillier here tonight. Chicago plus 380 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. All right. Best bets to wrap it up for this Tuesday. Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we'll head to 1901 West Madison in Chicago, Nashville going up against the Blackhawks. We're going with both teams to score in the first period, plus 155. Of course, Nashville has been on a hot first period overrun, 19-3 and three the last 22. But as Ian uh, highlighted, you know, 5-1 and one, uh, to both teams to score in the first period with the Chicago Blackhawks in their last six games. So expecting the goal each between the Preds and Hawks to give me both teams to score in the first period, plus 155 at BetMGM. That's my best bet. All right, there you go. Nashville, Chicago. Oh, uh, both teams to score in the first period uh, for best bet. And again, five and one first period, both teams to score 
uh, in the last six Chicago games. My best bet, uh, this total is reputation, not reality. Five and a half made sense last year, two years ago, three years ago in a Sharks-Islanders game. It doesn't make sense in my opinion right now. Islanders are scoring. They're not the same defensively, and we have seen the Sharks wake up offensively uh, in the last two games. This number is cheap. Sharks-Islanders over five and a half, minus 120 uh, for my best bet for this Tuesday card. Uh, That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it. And a reminder, BetCast, one week from tonight, December the 12th. Uh, Looking forward to it. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. uh, And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex P. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back with you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 